2: 26 away from 8. Hammer and Goss in the SENWA Breakfast Studio on this Wednesday morning, heading for the top of 26.31 tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, Tim Payne, the price paid, a story of life, cricket and lessons learned. We'll be chatting with him tomorrow. 26 to 8? That's a weird way to say it. 34 past 7, I would have no, gone No, oh, don't. <laughs>
1: You do, Really? Oh, no, mate. I'm taking a piss. Anyway, okay. keep going.
2: Anyway. <laughs> okay. No worries. He's just dropping the magic. Uh, Harley Miller joins us from the <laughs> Fremantle Football Club. Uh, their season is over. A, a year of, um, well, mixed, I think, mixed is how we would see it, with uh, three wins for the Fremantle Lockers and one draw, and they missed the finals by a bit of a margin. Harley, thanks for coming in. You've been a wonderful uh, supporter and coming in a couple of times uh, or every second week, and uh, we're here to wrap it up this week. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks
0: for
2: having me. Thanks for having me back. We did win on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, so it was, you know, it's always finish. nice to come yeah, in well
1: that. Yes, and Hammer, I'll just let you um, ask Haley how they do it. Yeah, well, I mean, we, uh, we were on the front, uh, the worst end of it at the start of this year. Uh, it, it, tough season for you guys. I mean, there was games where you had 10 injuries and you had to pull on your top-up players and it was, um, you know, we've been in a similar p- position. But how do you go from the heights of last year to, you know, all the expectations and then, you know some things just didn't go your way and it was you know unfortunate but that's the way it goes
0: yeah you never go into a season thinking you know or want you know wanting or thinking it's going to go um that way so it was uh, particularly you know, it's a difficult pill to swallow because you go, "No, nah, we, like we're going to build on on last year and a few injuries in pre season, but you still No, we 'No, we'll we'll be all right.'" You, you know, if your if your team fall, falls apart after a couple of key injuries, then you're obviously you know not a good, mm. you're not a top sort of team. But when you know you get that five, six, seven um, injuries, it does certainly. Um, yeah pay its price, and you know towards the end of the season, we were pretty light on on the numbers, but you know it wasn 't just the injuries, I think there was a, a few things um you know that that didn 't quite go away in terms of you know the way that we would Trying to trying to play and and when when things aren't going your way you fall into bad you know habits that would have worked a couple of years ago and they did you know bombing it down down the line long and and just you know playing playing that fast brand of footy but doesn't work um, with these and especially the really defensive teams like Collingwood and Geelong who you know we couldn't score at all.
1: Yeah, it certainly does make it uh, difficult. Long gone are the days where you can just bomb it down the line and uh, the game has gone to another level in terms of um, its skill level. In terms of being captain of a team like this, I mean, I've spoken a lot to Emma Swanson about it and um, she's had to deal with some pretty difficult situations as a captain of a club that's not in a good spot. How, How have you found the differences in your leadership this year when things aren't going the way of the Dockers?
0: Yeah, well I had a um, a dream start to my captaincy last season. Um career best season for me. Uh, the team was going really well. We were winning. Um, you know, we went into a hub and that was that was difficult. It had its own challenges, but all in all it was it was really positive and um and I and I knew coming into this season, um, that it probably wasn't gonna be as, you know, all sunshine and rainbows and, and really great. So you know, I was half prepared for that, but yeah, to come in and um, you know under underperform both myself um, and the the team as well, um, it is pretty pretty difficult. And I probably had to, um, I guess, force myself to lean a little bit more on my leadership group, who have been incredible, especially my vice captain and um, and Stannett, to just you know shed some of that load. Otherwise, yeah, it does become pretty pretty overwhelming, and you just want to fix everything, but you can't you there's there's not one thing that I can do that was going to fix the the season and how it was going so it was sort of just leaning on those around me um chatting to Trent and and you know we we have our leadership consultants so there's a lot of people um just to sort of
1: spread the load along yeah it's a tough thing to do as a, as a captain to um to bear the brunt of that so you've, you've done a really good job and I mean you said you haven't had your best year personally you certainly dominated us earlier in the year so well done there um We've At uh, West Coast, we've obviously had some youth that has played this year and we've been able to uncover some pretty talented young players. And with your injuries in your team, it's, uh, it, there's always opportunity that pops on the end of that. Has any of your, you know, what young players have stood out for you guys um, this year?
0: Yeah, it's really exciting because, you know, you, you, like you said, do you you get all these injuries and then these girls that may or may not have even played at all, they, they may have, you know, had one one game if they were lucky or, or you know, sat on the list and, and waited their turn for sort of um, next year. But, you know, you have a bunch of injuries and these girls have to play. They don't, they don't only just play, but they're playing really key um, roles for us. So, um, you know... Girls like Tara Strubley, she's she's tiny. She she knows she needs to put a, get in the gym and and put a put a bit of muscle on. But for her to, you know, I'm not sure how many off the top of my head she played, but at least sort of four, five, six games. To to it, yeah, yeah, in instead of you know playing one or two, um, you know, if the team was really fit, someone like her that that just that little bit of games experience at the next level playing waffle you can dominate waffle mm. and and come in and and have no impact in AFLW it often takes a little bit of time so you know we'll we'll take some um i guess yeah it as, as much as I'd love to have this season been really good, I think it puts us in a, in a good set for next year. We had um, Orla Lally, so never played any any football <laughs> at all. Again, she was one that we probably wouldn't have played um, much and, and given her the opportunity to train and learn football, but she was thrown in there round one and played all of them until she got injured. Um, so she's trying to learn the game of football um, as she goes. So, you know, those girls give them some games experience give them then a pre-season knowing what it's like mm. to really work on that and then
2: move forward <laughs> Let's get a away and come back. We want to talk about the teams that are left in the competition. Who do you think is going to uh, figure out of the top eight? Brisbane finished on top. Melbourne, Adelaide, which those three were probably predicted to finish certainly in that top chunk. But Richmond have surprised. Geelong have had a good year. Collingwood about the place, the Bulldogs and the Kangaroos. So not a lot of shocks inside there uh, apart from maybe your four, but we've uh, discussed that. Let's get a breakaway and come back and talk more about the AFLW season and where to now for the competition. Some ups and the downs of the comp. Hayley Miller is in the studio and if you have a text. Don't forget you can text us 0487736736 on the temperate bedshed line or the toolkit depot open line on 131255. This is Hammer and Goss with Hayley Miller from the Fremantle Football Club. Hello to the mower man who will be pushing a lawnmower as we speak. A keen listen to Senwa. I drove past him the other day and had the pods in. He said, mate, love the show, mate. Love the show. So good on you, mower man. Good on him. Where was he mowing? He was mowing in the Golden Triangle. Of course he was. He's around the corner from my joint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. I'm yeah. sure it was at a nice little ride-on mower.
2: Uh, no, actually... it was front lawning. No,
1: it wasn't He was well, not wasn't like the like Golden Trine sh- be pushing their own lawn mowers.
2: Well, he's... A, uh, mate, oh, he, he, mate, he was... Probably a,
1: wasn't his house. Someone paid someone to come and do it.
2: Well, yeah, he's a mower man. That's what yeah. he does for a living. It's his Should job. I mean. so he's, uh,
1: yeah, so Making the big bucks in the He certainly finals. is.
2: Well, why well, wouldn't you, I say. Uh, Harley Miller is uh, in the studio from the Fremantle Football Club. house. Hey, we've gone down to the first week of the finals now. Starts on Friday night. Let's go through these. So we've got our top eight. Uh, Melbourne will host Adelaide at... Uh, well, the game will be at Icon Park. Then on the Saturday, we've got Brisbane take on Richmond at Metricon long take on the Kangaroos at GMHBA Stadium. And then on the Sunday, it's Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs at Victoria Park. Straight off the top of your head, who's the best team?
0: I'm going to say Brisbane. Um, from, look, Melbourne's very close. So I'd love it to be a, a Brisbane-Melbourne grand final because I think that will be a really, be nice. really good game. Um, they do play a little bit different styles of football, um, but in saying that, I think they're both incredibly. They'll be both really competitive with each other. Um, look, surprise packet. You never. You can never sort of discount Adelaide. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about them. Mm. I don't think they're as good as the others, but they just turn up in finals. They all know how to play finals because they played a lot of finals. Um, their yeah, their team is stacked with players that have played have finals mm. experience, yeah. and they may not be your best players, but. Finals experience is something that, yeah, you can't buy. Is Chelsea back yet? No, I That's, don't think that, she is. She, but yeah, she's massive for them.
1: She gets back in, they um that really elevates them. But I I agree with you. I think Melbourne and Brisbane are a, a class above and then with Randall back in, Adelaide take that next step. But uh yeah, she's a big out for them.
2: And let's talk about Richmond. Uh it's quite it's oh, yeah. Mon Conte is a oh, is, she not, is she the best <clears throat> player in the comp right now?
1: Oh yeah, take, she's she, she one of a few. One of, one of yeah. a few. Yeah.
2: Who they got? Uh, no, so they, it's Brisbane. They've got Brisbane. No, they've and got Metricon. <clears throat> I, I think
0: they crit- might lose that one, but then yeah. it Metricon's neutral though. Who it's Richmond
2: a little bit into it, doesn't mm.
1: it? It's not. Yeah. 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 No, she is a star, Conti. I remember we played her this year, and she had I think twenty four and kicked one goal, three or something. And she just she moves so well through yeah. the congestion, and she can use the ball well, and she's quick, and she gets one. Oh, she's difficult to stop.
2: Okay, so we're tipping we're we tipping Melbourne to beat Adelaide? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I am okay. Yep. Is Daisy Pearce um she's not a she's not the most skillful and the most brutal and she's not very big, but is she still the General, do you when you're playing? Do you know that she's out there controlling the almost the narrative of the way they're going about their business?
0: Yeah, I think they. She's such a you know spiritual figurehead yeah. for them that you know if she's out on the ground, doesn't matter if she's doing anything or not. Um, she could just stand on the ground, and I think um, she would have an impact on on their team. So um, it'll be interesting what happens with with Melbourne and how well they've sort of put their younger leaders. Because well, we know Daisy's off to. Geelong to coach um, with the men, so I can't see how that's... Well, she won. This will be it. Yeah, well, you'd think that this yeah. will be it for her Her playing. So, you know, for, hopefully for Melbourne's sake that they've done, that. knowing that she was going to go, that they've done their work with some of their younger mm. leaders because it is going to be a big hole, maybe not so big in terms of actual playing ability um, because, she, well, we know she was an incredible player mm. back in the day, probably has less of an impact um, physically physically Now, um, a little bit slower um, than she possibly used
2: to be. She's behind um, the ball. You can see that she's sort of controlling, isn't she, the way she's that quarterback
1: role. Yeah, well, we played them on the weekend and she was very selfless. Every time she got the ball, she'd look to find someone else and she was very much bringing teammates into the game, which I think as a veteran of the team, is uh, is not a bad thing to be doing yeah. at that yeah,
2: point. She should uh, be very proud of everything she's done for the no, game on and off the field. Uh, just quickly, Moa Man has hit the text. Can you believe that? Moa Man has hit the text. Good morning. How good is Hamish Brayshaw? Not bad for a bloke that plays footy for East Perth. <coughs> Sausage, you better not have a day off, otherwise you might get the Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Moa Man. Oh, didn't take long to get on the front yeah, foot. Get me. whack. I was pumping you up. You. Front Come on, righty. So we've got uh, Melbourne beat. Adelaide. You agree with that too? Yeah, I think they it. Oh, all right. Uh, Brisbane. You're both tipping Brisbane to beat Richmond.
1: Oh, I think so. They're yes. too good across the ground yeah. everywhere.
2: Geelong are hosting the Kangaroos at GMHBA Stadium. Geelong are,
0: um, yeah, they're my roughie to to go a little bit higher than what people thought they would, purely because they suffocate teams mm. and don't allow them to score how they normally would, and I think. Uh, the Kangaroos at this year are a little bit shaky in terms of you know their their forward line um, especially and and getting good looks in inside the forward line if you just bomb it long or you're not really um, methodical in the way you're going forward um, Geelong just managed to suffocate that and you know some of their young guns are getting going at the moment.
1: Yeah, uh, Geelong have transformed the way they play footy now yeah. and I, and. To your point, if you bomb it in long against them, Meg McDonald just chops yep. it off and they start their ball move from the back half. They've chipped the ball. They retain the ball. They've gone... I was looking at a stat the other day. They're plus 20 uncontested marks or something on last year and just move the ball really well and make it hard to score. So unless Jazzy Gunner has 28 and kicks three, I think it'll be yeah. pretty hard for North to knock them off.
2: And on Sunday, the the solo game, of course, make or break for Collingwood and the Bulldogs. Who would tipping there? It's
1: hard. <sighs> that, is that is tough. That is a tough one. That's a tu- I think uh, Collingwood are a great side. We... We played Bulldogs not long ago, and they, they gave us a, a pretty good touch-up. But um, oh, I think if Bulldogs, all their better players play well, uh, Alice Edmonds has had a really good year in the Rock Ellie Blackburn dominated on the weekend. Um, I think if their better players play well, I think Bulldogs can knock them off. So I'm going to back that in.
0: Yeah, I'd say Collingwood aren't as good as what they sort of where they sit on the ladder, I think, yeah. com- compared to if you look at the fixture they had compared to some of the, the rest of the top um, sides or the, the top eight sides, I think they've they've kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Um, so I do think the way that if Western Bulldogs can get the game on their terms, get a bit of run and, and get Kirsty Lamb and Ellie Blackburn on the end of a few. You, know, well, you saw Blackburn won the game for them
2: mm, on the weekend. And impressive. incredible. Uh So that's it for you. Uh, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, every couple of weeks, win, lose or draw – Derby week, you came in, um, also now, of course, with the season over. Um, now that you're pseudo-unemployed and you're not doing the physio <laughs> stuff, what are you going to do with your life?
0: Not sure yet. Not going to play um, waffle? No, not going to play waffle. Need to get the body right. There's been, uh, yeah, a few little niggles and, and things. So, yeah, just have a bit of a break, I reckon, for a you're while. You're a gun. Absolute superstar. And when's the club champ? For... Uh, 11th of November, no. next Friday.
2: And who wins that? Turbo,
0: Definitely. Really, Kiara Bowers. I think she's yeah. had a mammoth year. Yeah, the start of the sp- year she was a bit quiet, but if you yeah,
2: the last six games have been. Did insane. you by any
1: chance to catch her stat line from the weekend's game? Uh, well, I mean, thirty four touches, twenty two tackles, one hundred and eighty four fantasy. Not too bad. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah, it can play a bit. Hey, thanks for coming in, and and for the whole year. Thank you for coming in. We hope you got as much out of it as we did. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Good on you, Haley Miller, the captain of the Fremantle Football Club. Break, a break to wrap it up. Just repeating, Tim Payne on the show tomorrow. Scott Roth from the Tassie Jack Jumpers, and don't forget tomorrow night uh, six thirty tip off. Wildcats and Tessie.